Okay, let's pray before I begin. Lord God, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're here this morning, Lord. We just ask right now, Lord, that you would speak to us right where we're at, Lord. We choose to open our hearts to hear you, Lord. And thank you that you're a generous, generous Father who loves to give us gifts and who delights in spending time with us, Lord. We're so grateful for everything you're doing, Lord. We pray that you just bless what you're doing in our lives. Amen. Amen. So this morning I'm going to share my journey into joy with you. Um, and it is very much a journey that is ongoing and will be ongoing for the rest of my life, pretty much. Um, most of what I'm going to share with you I've actually taken out of my journals from the last two years or so, I think. Um, so during COVID and lockdown, Infinite ran an online art encounter on a Monday night, which was really amazing. Um, it basically entailed us creating with Holy Spirit and it wasn't about an outcome or what our picture ended up looking about, but it was about the process and engaging with the Lord and asking the Lord what he was saying to us through what we were creating. Um, and it was really, it was such a freeing process for me because I love to be creative, but I don't generally draw very well. Um, as a, I've been a preschool teacher and I've taught some kids before and I still remember a few times I was drawing an elephant on the whiteboard the one time and one of the kids was like, no, sorry, really, that's really not an elephant. So like, I'm not brilliant with like representing things and drawing, but it was just, the art encounter was so beautiful because it just got rid of a whole lot of things, you know, that people have said, oh, you can't draw, you can't do this. And just realizing that there's such a beauty in being creative and expressing ourselves. So I think that for me was amazing, just being, having a place where we can also express ourselves. Um, so the one night in September 2020, I was creating an image um, that took me back to my childhood and a place that I always felt safe and enjoyed being in. I was up in a treehouse. As a child, I was quite a tomboy and I loved playing in the garden and I loved climbing trees. So I'd often spend a lot of time up in a tree. I just loved the vantage points that I had from sitting up in a tree. Um, and in this encounter with the Lord, I'd created a garden that had a treehouse in it. Um, there was a long rope ladder leading up to a treehouse. It was really high and right at the top of the tree. I'm nestled at the top of the tree. And looking at this childhood image, I actually looked at it again recently, I was just struck how the treehouse looked like a place of intimacy and seclusion away from the noise and the clamor of the world. It was a quiet place where like all the noise stilled. Um, and this image also drew me back to my childhood and back to a place of dreams. Um, I was very much a, a daydreamer, so I used to often sit up in a tree and dream about things. So I could imagine myself inside this treehouse I'd created. So it was just amazing, even in creating a place with Holy Spirit, how in this, a simple childlike looking image, he took me back to, um, to my childhood, really. Um, and I could imagine myself inside this little treehouse. I even made it with a little door that opened. So... Um, yeah, so in my image, I could imagine myself there. Um, and it was in this place of childhood wonder that I heard the Lord say laughter therapy. And I was like, ooh, what's that? So at the time, I really didn't know anything about laughter therapy. And so I began my journey into actually trying to unpack a little bit what it was. Um, and yeah, unpacking the seed that the Lord had planted. I didn't even really know what it's all about. I'm still unpacking it. But yeah, it was definitely a seed that the Lord put in my heart. Um, and thinking about my journey, um, how it began, I'm also struck by how the Lord speaks to those he loves in the secret place. So in this art encounter, it was very much in his presence with him, um, just this beautiful, safe place. It felt so safe. And he gently whispers secrets that aren't 
on his heart. Um, Psalm 25:14 in the Passion Translation says, There's a private place reserved for the lovers of God, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. So I love how he confides in us as God worshippers. I love how everything also, I was just thinking about it starts in darkness, like there's nothing. And it starts in darkness, just like creation. How the beginnings in the secret place, how the little seed of promise starts there and it starts to germinate and grow and flourish in his perfect timing, being watered and nourished by the word himself with his lifeblood flowing in and through it. Um, so my journey into understanding what laughter therapy is has been a bit stop and start, to be honest. Um, but what I've discovered so far is that laughter therapy is one of the key non-pharmacological interventions. It's a universal approach to reduce stress and anxiety. Studies have documented the positive role of laughter in enhancing the quality of life. Laughter therapy may be used for both preventative and therapeutic purposes. Laughter therapy aims to get people laughing in both group and individual sessions. It can help reduce stress, make people and employees happier and more committed, as well as improve their interpersonal skills. So laughter is an, laughing is an excellent way to reduce stress in our lives and can help us cope with and survive a stressful lifestyle. So laughter basically, if you think about when you laugh, it provides a full-scale workout for your muscles and it unleashes a rush of stress-busting endorphins. I was really surprised in my research to discover that your body actually can't distinguish between real and fake laughter because my big thing was like, how do you laugh when you're sad? Like, how do you laugh when something horrible's happened? And you can go, <laughs> and actually your body doesn't actually, like, it doesn't recognize the difference. Obviously, I want my heart to be in it, but actually, physically, your body doesn't recognize the difference. So you're going to have all the benefits of laughter therapy when you're faking it, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> fake it till you make it. Um, so basically, anything that makes you giggle in life will also have a positive impact. You... So, yes, so you don't even have to have a sense of humor. But the act of, <laughs> the act of laughing actually stimulates hormones called catecholamines, which in turn release your happy juice, which are your endorphins, which are your body's natural painkillers. With endorphins surging through our bloodstream, we're more apt to feel happy and relaxed. So it really is true that laughter is really strong, good medicine. It draws people together in ways that trigger healthy physical and emotional changes in the body. Laughter strengthens your immune system, boosts your mood, diminishes pain, protects you from the damaging effects of stress. Nothing can work faster or more dependably to bring your mind and body back into balance than a good laugh. So you can think about it sometimes if you're in a really stressful situation and someone just makes a joke or says something funny and you have a giggle and straight away you kind of you're, you come back down. You're not it's not this big drama that it was before. So humor lightens your burdens, inspires hope, connects you to others, and keeps you grounded, focused, and alert. It also helps you to release anger and to forgive sooner. So with so much power to heal and renew, the ability to laugh easily and frequently is a tremendous resource for surmounting problems, enhancing your relationships, and supporting both physical and emotional health. And best of all, it's priceless. This priceless medicine is fun, it's free, and it's very easy to use. So I thought it would be fun, 
this is all very new to me, but here's stepping out any anyway, to have a little laughter therapy session together so you can see what I'm talking about. So before I explain what we're going to do, in my research also there are, I, I looked at quite a lot of medical studies which I decided actually not to share with you because I think it would be very long, but um, which is also really interesting how different groups of people who've had illnesses, who are both on the same kind of medication actually did a a little study and the one group three times a week for half an hour they watched funny videos, things they found funny because humor is very subjective obviously as, as well, we find different things funny and actually their health did a lot better than the guys who were still on the same treatment but actually didn't have laughter therapy. So there is the thing where it can be tailor-made to what's funny for you and you can watch funny videos or stories or those kind of thing but I quite prefer the other sort of side which is basically laughing for no reason, so it's available to everybody, it's not that subjective <laughs> to your particular, your particular slant of what you find humorous. Okay, so, um, the other thing obviously, laughter therapy requires you to choose to laugh and to be a little bit silly, embrace your inner child um, and to have some fun. Okay. So, what we're going to do first, we're all going to stand up. Okay, and we're going to take a deep breath, breath in through our nose. And out through our mouth. Let's just do three of those. In. <laughs> She's starting already, yay! And in again. And... <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> okay, now what we're going to do, we are going to clap, and when we clap, we're going to say, ha, ha. Let's go. Ha, ha. Very good. And now we're going to clap to the side, and we're going to go, ho, ho, ho. Very good. So, ha, ha. Let's do it together. Sorry, let's do it together. Ha, ha, ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Very nice. Well done. Now we're going to do that again, but we're going to add some joyful body movements. So would anyone like to demonstrate a joyful body movement? Well, you figure your own, because you've all got your own joyful body movement. Okay, but we're going to do the same clapping, but you're just going to add in however you want to be joyful while you're doing it. Okay, are we ready? Let's go. Ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha. Well done. Excellent, guys. That's very good. Now, now what are we going to do? We're going to get out our telephones. Okay? We are receiving the funniest call. Our friend is going to tell us the funniest story. Our call is going to be about 30 seconds long. We are going to just listen and laugh. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So the last thing we're going to do, we're going to learn a very easy dance. 
It's just got two moves to it. It's really easy. Okay. So, I'm just trying to remember what it is. Just a minute. Okay, so it goes like this. We're going to kick one leg out that side, and when we do, we're going to say, hey, hey, yay. Okay, so it's, hey, hey, yay, hey, hey, yay, hey, hey, yay. Now, we're going to do it just for a little bit. You're going to move and do it. Okay, so find a space to do your moves into. Let's go. Hey, hey, yeah! Hey, hey, yeah! Hey, hey, yeah! And you can do it all the way back to your feet. Hold on. Yeah! You can keep going. Well done, guys. You're brilliant. Hope you enjoyed that. Feeling a bit warmer. <laughs> so, so laughter is a gift from God. I love how He's made us with the amazing, astonishing capacity to laugh, enjoying all the benefits laughter offers our minds, our bodies, our souls, helping us to really enjoy life to the fullest. I realized that my study into laughter therapy went deeper, and it's actually become a study into joy. Um, the Oxford Dictionary defines joy as a noun, as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. When used as a verb, the word joy becomes rejoice, which means to experience, to feel, or to show a feeling of great pleasure and happiness and delight. Something I really love is the fact that science is now giving us all the reasons why laughter and being joyful is good for us, and God's told us that in his word all along, to be joyful. I just love it. It's amazing. In the English Standard Version of the Bible, the words joy, rejoice, and joyful appear a total of 430 times. In Paul's one letter to the Philippians, in the one letter he mentions the words rejoice nine times, and only in Luke is it used more in one time, I think totaling about 11. In Philippians 4.4, Paul tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. The message translation helps us to better understand how to do this. The message translation says, celebrate um, God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them to see that the master is about to arrive. He can show up at any minute. It goes on to further assist us in practically pressing into this joy when it says in verses 6 to 9, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'd do best by filling up your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. The Passion Translation. Sorry, I I love different versions of the same verse. I'm like, oh. The Passion Translation says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the Anointed One. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship 
for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. So here we obviously see the importance of spending time with God daily, coming to him firstly with a genuine heart of gratitude for who he is, for us to wake ourselves up and see his goodness and his glorious nature. Just pondering on his character warms our hearts already. God doesn't desire for us to be worried or pulled in lots of different directions. He wants us to live in his peace. He wants us to be real with him, to share every detail of our lives with him. He wants us to surrender the cares and the concerns in our lives, to let them all go and to look at him and to trust him with our situation. And then he wants us to keep our focus on the good and the beautiful things, like trees, to notice his glorious works in and around our lives and to praise him for these things. The more we practice doing this, the easier it becomes for us to surrender everything to him and receive his peace into our lives and situations. It's like we're wearing that part that you guys have often spoke about. When we start to do something, it's actually becoming easier to do again and again until it's just something we walk in freely. Gratitude and praise open our hearts to receive everything he has for us. They help to make, help to make us open and ready to receive. So I thought, let's. this is a very practical talk today, guys, sorry. <laughs> so I thought today, let's actually practice doing this. So... We don't have to do anything crazy. We're just going to stay where we are in our chair. So if you can all just close your eyes. And I just want you to take a moment to focus your attention on the Lord. Turn your heart's affection towards him. In the season you're in right now, whether it's filled with challenges and difficulties or not, choose to be cheerful and grateful for the many blessings in your life. Just think about some of those and thank him for the blessings in your life. Celebrate God in your heart and who he is and thank him for working in your life and for pouring out his love into your heart. He's such a generous giver. And Now I just want you to think of one thing at the moment that's a worry in your life. It can be a person, a situation, something that's going on. Just think of one. It can be the first thing that pops into your mind. We're still just going to keep our eyes closed. Firstly, I want you to know that it's not God's desire for you to worry about this particular thing. Continue to lift your gaze to God. Remind yourself again of who he is. Thank him again for who he is, for his nature and his character. Picture him in your mind. See his love and joy and peace and gentleness and kindness. And I want, to pick, I want you to picture yourself united with him, fully immersed and wrapped up in his character and nature. Let his joy flow over you. Let it consume you. In the safe place of love and acceptance, tell him about your worry. Share it with him. Tell him what you're really worried about. 
Let go of this worry. Give it to him. You can trust him. Fully release this person or situation to God. Surrender. Let go. And as a prophetic act of doing this, outstretch your hands and place your worry that you're giving to God. Put it in your hands and lift it up to the Lord. Give it to him. He's a generous, generous father. And he's the generous, generous father who always gives us something in return. So I want you now with your hands still outstretched to him, he's taken your worries, he's taken your cares. What is he giving you in place? Look at him. What is he doing? Listen to him. What is he saying to you? Receive what he's saying and doing and giving you right now. And as you picture yourself fully united at him, now look at the thing that previously worried you through his eyes. What do you see? How does this look different from before? I want you to draw a mental picture of all the glorious works of God in this situation or with this person. Hold on to the good picture you see. Take a mental photo of it. Thank God in your heart for what he is doing and is still to do. And praise him. Thank him. Let gratitude and joy overflow. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah had rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem and many Israelites had returned to their homeland following the nation's 70-year exile in Babylon. It was the first day of their new year and the nation stood in the city square to listen to Ezra um, as he started reading the word of the Lord. As they listened to God's word as a nation, they realized how very far they had wandered from their God. As Ezra continued to share from the word, um, the revelation of the depths that they'd wandered away from God really hit home and men and women began to mourn and grieve deeply for their sin. The people wept as they heard the scriptures being read for they acknowledged their sin. But Nehemiah stood up and reminded the people that this first day of the new year was a special feast day of the Lord. He comforted them saying, Go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet and send portions to him who has nothing prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so we see that the joy of the Lord is found on the road to restoration. We too can wander away and lose sight of our first love, but today is a feast day because of what Jesus has done for us. We are redeemed because of his blood, and we are released from the bondage of slavery to sin into beautiful joy for freedom in Jesus. The original Hebrew word for joy in Nehemiah 8.10 is chedva, meaning joy or gladness. The root word for joy in this context means to rejoice or to make glad. Strength in the same verse is a Hebrew word meaning a place or means of safety, protection, protection, refuge or stronghold. The root word of strength means to be strong, prevail, to make firm, strengthen. So the joy of the Lord is my safe place, my protective refuge, my stronghold. It's a place I can go when I feel unsafe and need protection. It's in this place of surrender that I'm strong. Since the time that the Lord first spoke to me about laughter therapy, I have been in a somewhat turbulent season, which has felt largely like a desert season. It has felt long and hard. My personal challenges in this time have included dealing with my son's illness, 
um, which included 11 months of pain and suffering and distress for him before we got our diagnosis and any kind of treatment plan. Um, my mommy heart really suffered to the point that I often felt physically ill. It's so hard um, to see your kids suffering and in pain. And during this time, I also suffered from some PTSD from having my bag stolen from me. We lived through a stressful home renovation, all the dust and inconvenience that involved, and two of our beloved dogs got sick and subsequently died. I was also dealing with some difficult relationships in my life, and I felt overwhelmed and exhausted, and my body started to take strain from all the emotional stress. And during this time, literally for months, the Lord spoke to me about him being my safe place, and having discovered just the link with Actually, the strength of the Lord being like a place of safety has just been so beautiful to me. Um, he kept on encouraging me to come to him, to let it all go and to rest safe and secure in his mighty arms of love and care. During this time when I got it right to come and surrender and to let him be my stronghold, I was strong and my heart was ministered to as I received his love and his care for me. He delighted to be with me always, irrespective of my mood and my challenges, and it's in this safe place in him that I felt him holding me, carrying me, and I heard him say to share my heart with him and to really press into process the things that were going on in my life. He cared about the process and he wanted to be in it with me. I also just want to say that I'm extremely grateful to this beautiful community for all the love, the prayer, the support, the encouragement I've received. It's been a beautiful, safe place as well in his presence just to be in with everybody. And a beautiful prophetic word I received during this time was of a desert scene that had these beautiful little desert flowers. And they weren't necessarily that noticeable straight away because they were small, but they were all over. And God was just reminding me to look and to see his goodness. Even in the desert seasons, there's goodness and there's beauty and to see what he was doing and what he'd already done. He really wanted me to lift my head, not just to see the sand, but to appreciate the beauty of what he'd already done. So during this season, I had many times in his presence of weeping, not even having the words to express my anguish. There were also times when God's presence would overwhelm me tangibly and I'd be filled with so much joy. I would laugh and laugh in his presence. The Lord was giving me private laughter therapy sessions and I'm so grateful for the many benefits. Hebrews 12, 1-3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The Passion, Passion Translation, talking about Jesus, says, Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy is the most powerful motivator. Jesus endured all that he did on the cross because he kept his gaze fixed on you and me and the joy of knowing us all. We bring him joy. Being with him, our joy is full and complete. One of my favorite scriptures about joy is from Psalm 1611. It says, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. The Passion Translation says, For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. The Lord wants us walking on that path with him. 
And this is a path of bliss because he is there. The Lord is joy himself. He wants us daily to find pleasure and delight in living with him and to know how radically he delights in us. So I want to live in joy regardless of the circumstances that are going on in my life. And I've realized to do that I really need to be intentional, something I need to think about. So I want to share some of my thoughts about how you can actually have more of an atmosphere or a lifestyle of joy. What I've realized that Desmond's have been really good in helping me realize, I mean, things you preach are really helpful. Um, what you focus on, you get more of. And so I need to really be strategic in focusing on the good things in my life. Gratitude and thankfulness are key. I need to start by being grateful and thankful for the many blessings in my life, especially for my relationship with the Lord. And that's such a good place to start, just focusing again on Him and being grateful for who He is and thankful for what He's done in your life. And then I've realized that the soundtrack of my life can help really to create the atmosphere where I want to live. This includes what and who I'm listening to, a very useful tool to, de- to deal with the many internal voices that might want to speak is to look at any thought that does not inspire hope. If this is the case, that thought is rooted in a lie, and I need to break any agreement I've made with the thought that doesn't come from the God of hope. I need my ears to be filled with symphonies of heaven and the music that fills my soul. I've found it so helpful to make myself creative and visual reminders of God's truth and joyful things. I've surrounded myself with quotes or pictures that bring me joy and are good daily reminders of this. And if you're not an arts and crafts kind of person, you can use your phone or technology, screensavers. There's so many different ways. You can put little visual reminders of things God's spoken to you, things that you find beautiful. Just surround yourself with those beautiful things. I've also found that surrounding myself with things that bring me joy has been amazing. So the many plants in my lounge warm my heart every time I look at them. I just marvel to watch and to see how they grow and they blossom. We're all different, so find things that bring you joy. And they don't have to cost lots of money. They can be simple things that you just have in your life, that you look at them and you smile and you get warm, fuzzy feelings. I've been on a journey also of inner healing from a lot of childhood traumas. And in this process, something that the Lord has spoken to me a lot about is playing. Um, He really wants me to be a kid again, to be free, to play, to explore, to discover. So often as adults, we perform, we're worried about a particular outcome, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to produce something. And in this process, often we feel really stressed and we lose our joy. And when we play, we just have fun, there's no right or wrong, it's about participating, it's about being free, it's about expressing yourself. There is a scripture that this, let me read the scripture, sorry, I kind of forgot about that. Um, so Psalm 45.7 in the Passion Translation tells us that God has anointed Jesus with this oil of fervent joy, the very fragrance of heaven's gladness. Okay, so just an ending, I would like to play a song. Um, it's called, Oh the Bliss. And as you listen to the song, I just want you to let the truth of your salvation really sink sink in the joy that you've received, your position in him. And yeah, I just I feel like he really wants to fill us with more joy. Um, and he wants us to help help us to live from that place as well, more and more. So just open your heart to receive from him this morning.